Here we go. Hey you, wherever you are in the world right now, thank you so much for being here with me. We know that we live in some volatile times and we know that the world is changing. So let's create a bridge as we travel through one another's countries, removing all the labels, coming together as one people in our home, in one world. And this is why our signature talk today is so important. I want to take a moment to introduce my guest, Scott Manduck. Hi, Scott. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Scott is a dear friend from Canada. I'm here in the US, this is Catherine Daniels. And we're gonna switch gears a little bit this time during this episode. We are going to actually take an opportunity to have Scott interview me and he's going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into about my journey and give you guys some insight around who I am. And of course, um, as you know, Retreat to Peace. So Scott, I'm gonna let you take the rein as everybody settles in and we get started. It's kind of fun switching the roles, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> We're gonna have some fun here. So a big thing is, like what really got you started, Kathy? Like what got you doing what you do to be the person you are today? Like what got you started? Yeah, it, it's so intriguing because I've spent a lot of time working with a lot of people throughout my life and my journey, just talking to them about who I am as a person because people have always been very intrigued. Um, and it's really interesting because, you know, we all have this story that we show up with and I know as a mom and my kids have always said, I can't wait to grow up. I can't wait to grow up. And it's like, wait a second, take a breath and just be where you are in your moment today because your childhood is just a short window of time compared to your adulthood, right? Mm -hmm. So with my childhood, it's, it's really um, an unconventional childhood in the sense that at three years old, my mother locks, uh, you know, me and my little brother up in a closet and the closet shelf had fallen on top of our heads. And of course, this induced trauma for us. And we, of course, retain this trauma in our bodies. Whenever we go through trauma, we hold on to this information on a cellular level, which is why we can remember a lot of things that happen that are really bad. And that experience opened up this gateway of a lot of trauma, um, literally every kind of abuse that a human could experience, I had experienced. And at five years old, I had this beautiful experiencing, or experience of witnessing my guardian angel. And during that time, it really shifted my gears because it allowed me to see things differently. But when my parents went through their divorce, we went to go live with my grandparents. And that experience also made a huge shift in my mindset. Um, so it's interesting because when we go through our journeys, you know, it, we're looking for this sense of where do we have this peace or this joy within our own being? And when I lived with my grandparents, they had this monster house. I mean, we had a library in the north end of the house. We had a library in the south end of the house. Wow. We had a prep kitchen, an eating kitchen. We sat at a dining room table nightly that seated 12. And all of that said, it was really interesting because, you know, we were 
literally to be seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. And I know through my walk, I've heard a lot of people say, well, yeah, you know, I had that kind of upbringing too. But the difference was, was that literally, you know, I was in that house specifically just to eat. And then I was outside. And then I was in that house specifically to go to sleep. And then I was, you know, it was either eating or sleeping and the rest of it was like pretty much off limits. And if it was winter, summer, spring, fall, it didn't matter. You know, you were expected to be outside. And if the weather was really, really bad, then you were given permission to play down in the basement. Um, wow. So, there's no so, love. There's no caring. There's no interaction. There is no, this is what life's all about. There's no tools given. There's, there's nothing for you to really guide you through your journey. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, so, you know, the, t the few toys that we had, it was actually my, you know, my aunt's toys or my dad's toys that we discovered like in the house and those few things that were left over from their childhood was really all that we had. Um, my mother, you know, was gone. So she was out of my life. And it was interesting because um, literally, you know, the story that was fed to us was that, you know, your dad's working a lot or whatever. So there was a lot of abandonment, as you stated, a lot of abuse. And the only time that there was this sense of freedom as a child was when, you were outside and actually exploring the woods. So I used to remember the story of Hansel and Gretel and, you know, the two little kids, the little boy and the little girl, and they're, and they're you know, going on the path and they're leaving their little trail of breadcrumbs. And it, it was really interesting because I can remember specifically as a little girl just making that decision, like, I'm going to go into the woods. <laughs> It's great. So since such a, such a, from such a young age, you're connected with a higher power, if you will, with mother nature to really, that, that was your guidance. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. And mother, mother nature was such a powerful force in my life because as the seasons changed, I was able to witness, you know, the, this literally like the journey of life, how we go through our seasons as human beings. And mm -hmm. I was able to witness so much about mother nature and so in tune and aware of the birds and the changes that would happen within nature. And, you know, even with the little bunnies in the springtime and, you know, just coming out to feed on the morning grass and the dew. And there was just so much beauty and grace in Mother Earth and no awareness whatsoever how much healing properties were happening within my body as a little girl, just mm -hmm. being out in nature and just grounding you know, that sense of connecting with Mother Earth and all those healing properties from grounding um, were just so astounding and so life-changing for me. For sure. Now, how would you, so from the stuff that you've gone through, this amazing journey thus far, to bring you to, let's fast forward a few years, what have you learned through that process? And how are you using, I guess, some of these tools to really guide you to what you want to do and how you are now in the position you are? Like, how's, how are we making that connection to really do what you're doing? 
Yeah, it's, it's really intriguing because um, when you go through a lot of abuse as a small child and you're in your formative years, you definitely get a sense of this idea of your physical safety, right? So like your physical being, whether or not it is protected, whether or not you are, you know, in such a space that you're okay. Right. Um, and because I had that sense about me and because I was silenced, right? Because I was to be seen and not heard, mm -hmm. it just kind of heightened that awareness of I had to be super careful about how I showed up in the world and what I offered and you know how I presented myself. Right. Um, so it also put me in a space where I was constantly assessing my environment. You know, was I safe? And where was I in the grand scheme of things? And interestingly enough, um, as I started to grow and as I started to go through school and started to be in the presence of other people, there was this continuous stream of consciousness that would come at me by other people just saying, how could you be so grounded? How could you be yeah. so centered? How can you be so peaceful and, you know, radiate what you radiate into the world? And at the time, it was really kind of a struggle for me to identify with where this was coming from, because I thought everybody had this ability or this way to tap into their own inner being and do this kind of work for themselves and trust their inner guidance that all human beings are wired with. And when I had that aha moment that the download of what most people were downloaded with, with information was really provided from what it was that they had in their own environment, whether it was the television, whether it was the projections of the adults in their, in their life, you know, sharing information with them, or, you know, toys or materialism, whatever it was, right, they were programmed with that information, whereas I had a completely clean slate in regards to the programming. My programming, yes, there was this trauma, but I knew at five years old that this trauma, this programming was already wrong. And having witnessed the guardian angel at five, she already was showing me that I was not alone. And just being in a space of not being alone was so comforting for me mm -hmm. because I always knew that I had some higher power, some you know protection around me. Um, and it really did allow me to you know really feel secure that even though things were not right in my world, like just having the awareness that it wasn't right, it changed the perception of how I went forward in my life as well. So as people started to come to me and really say, you know, how can you be, you know, who you are and how can you be in this space? Um, they started to ask me more and more questions. They started to ask me, they started to ask me how they could attain what it was that I had. And I, in the beginning, when, you know, much, many years ago, I always was intrigued by that because I was like, but you have this, you have this in your DNA, you have this as a human being. So that ability to tap into our wellness and that peacefulness and that peaceful state um, is something that I now help to teach people. And, I, you know, you asked me how we got here, like literally this the whole retreat to peace was just created because the entire world is in that state 
and the entire world needs this safe healing space and you know tools offered to them that they can implement immediately to help undo some of the trauma that is happening and occurring in the world that we're living in. That's amazing. So I, I know a little bit of the story, but let's talk to the listeners on how Retreat to Peace came to be. Like, how did that name come? Because it's such a, such a powerful, meaningful thing, literally, that people really don't understand how that came to be. And I think that'd be kind of cool for the listeners to really kind of get into it and take a bite out of it. So tell us how that came to be. Yeah, so last September, I literally woke up at 3.30 in the morning and was told that I'm going to be running Retreat to Peace, and I had no idea what that was. I woke up in the morning, and I was just so confused, like, what does this mean? What, what is going on with this? <laughs> um, yeah, it was just really interesting. And um, I had this amazing opportunity to travel out on the west coast of the United States. And I was in this national park and had this phenomenal experience where I was driving in the dark and it was pitch black. And we were going through this canyon and my daughter and I and literally couldn't see but a few feet ahead of us with the high beams on the car. And there was a wing of a bird that took over the entire windshield of the car. And in a moment, it was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, what just happened? <laughs> and it was kind of, it, I wasn't, I shouldn't say kind of, it was frightening. Um, so my daughter and I were just like, okay, this, this is, you know, pretty intense. And after our screaming episode, we kind of calmed down and then, and then got our, happened. Yeah, yes. Yes. So we get through the, we get through this canyon at Zion National Park and um, we're in Springdale, Utah, and I'm checking into a hotel. And for anybody who's never been to Zion National Park, part of the park experience is that you go through a mile and a third, I think it is, tunnel that goes through the mountain and in the, you know, at night it is uh, pretty intense. So when I checked into the hotel, the woman at the desk asked me about, you know, my drive-in and I had shared with her um, a little bit about how, you know, the intensity of this drive was not sharing about this wing of the bird taking over the, the, the windshield. And she says, are you going to the national park tomorrow? And I said, yes. And she said, well, if you're really lucky, you'll get to see a California condor. And I think I just went, you know, three sheets of white <laughs> because I, I had no, no idea. <laughs> I think I just met one firsthand. Yes, yes. You virtually high-fived. Yes. <laughs> so, she, so she says, did you see one? And I said, I said, I'm not sure, but this wing of a bird took over the windshield of the car. And she goes on to explain that the California condor is the largest bird in North America and can have, you know, a minimum a 10 foot wingspan. And there was this revitalization or is this revitalization project for bringing back, you know, the, the condor that was going extinct. And I literally was still picking my job off the crowd. <laughs> and she goes on to explain, you know, how, um, what an amazing experience this is, because this is actually going to put, you know, um, a new spin on life and how things were just going to totally change. So I knew this major moment needed to be banked because it was part of Retreat to Peace, but I didn't understand why. So as we fast forward through the holidays, 
I am back out on the West Coast and I'm going, you know, I'm in an airplane and this is in January 2020. And as a reminder for most of you in January, uh, COVID-19 was in Wuhan, China and everything was in lockdown. So as I am flying across the country, I'm reading a passage in a book about the prophecy of the eagle and the condor. It literally took my breath away because as I was reading it, it, it was just astounding how this 2000 year old Native American prophecy was predicting that mankind literally would be put into a place where hundreds and thousands of people around the globe would lose their lives. And it literally would take all of the eagles, quote unquote, of the world, which would be the doctors, the nurses, the pharmacy, you know, the scientists, like all of these people and all of the condors of the world, which be the mothers, the teachers, the healers, the light workers, to literally build a bridge and to show you know, this unity around the world where people are coming together to literally save lives. So when I read this, I was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah, because I knew, I knew in an instant that COVID-19 was going to fly and it was going to be everywhere. And I also knew that that need to be banked with the California contour. <laughs> so Leading into February, I prayerfully just asked, I prayed, you know, frequently around the world, you know, what is, what is coming for the world? And this beautiful, beautiful white peace dove had presented itself for two weeks, um, you know, around my, my home. And it's unusual because where I live, we don't have white peace doves. So for it to show up individually by itself the way that it did, it was just astounding like completely astounding so I made sure I got my you know camera out called everybody I could you know check this out look into this um what so this that mean? was what does this mean <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean for me it was just beautiful because it really really offered a sense of you know manifesting this state of peace that the world needs for healing and again, I knew that was part of Retreat to Peace, but I still didn't have a lot of clarity around it. Um, so if we fast forward up to summer, I literally was told, okay, I want you to put a post asking for speakers to, you know, just speak and that's it. I didn't know what that meant. So I put that out in the morning and I just walked away from it, not really understanding what was going on yet, but the next several meetings that I had throughout my day just changed me because one, I had a woman that was in Ireland and she was explaining that their country, the way that they were in lockdown, that it just felt like this prison, like they couldn't leave, they couldn't do anything, they needed government approval and she said, the only way I feel like I can get out of prison is if I were to die. And I literally said, please, please, please listen to what I'm saying. Part of trauma and psychological trauma, you know, is all these kinds of things that are happening, whether it's grief or, you know, the constant bombardment of the negative messaging, um, the anger, all of these different things. And 
as I spoke to her about this, it, it gave her a different lens on the world, which gave her some more compassion for her fellow humans that she's with. But then as we talk through it, I also said to her, you know, everybody's in a period of grief of some stage. So whether you believe in the five stages or the seven stages of grief, there's a stage of grief that you are witnessing playing out around the world in all varieties. Now, without getting into all those stages, um, the next part of this, I mean, for the next 36 hours, this woman continuously reaches out and just thanks me profusely from the bottom of her heart because, you know, literally she said, you changed my life. You, I literally wanted to die and you put a different lens and changed my life. My next meeting that I had gone into, I spoke with a woman, this one's a little tough. So <laughs> I spoke with a woman and she was sharing with me that she adopted a little girl. The little girl is 10 years old and she didn't know the backstory of the little girl, but as the way things had been developing, the backstory was this little girl was part of the human trafficking. Um, that really gut checked me because you know the the level of abuse and for this little girl she was actually locked in a cage and she was part of that you know sex trafficking ring and human trafficking and all of that and that really gut checked me because um you know being a, a survivor of all levels of abuse including sexual abuse i can honestly say like that literally hit me to my core like on such a deep deep level so my next phone call I had with a friend, she was telling me, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I can't really talk right now because my sister is bringing my nephew who's 18, who was not able to graduate high school in a traditional sense to the hospital because he's suicidal. And after these three meetings, it was abundantly clear to me that Retreat to Peace was to create a safe healing space for individuals to go to, to learn ways that they can navigate through the darkness. And my job was literally just to, you know, band an army of earth angels to come together and create this platform to allow the world to come to and, and heal. And off, you know, also offer whatever I had to help in this healing process because my story, as astounding as it is and life-changing, it's just one. And that was the thing that predominantly kept coming through is that your story is one story. We need like a banding of a bunch of stories to help the world heal. But there was another thing that happened, which was really interesting. So when I went back to my post, I had this amazing, crazy amount of people that had responded. And as I started to talk to them one by one, they said, I had no idea why I reached out to you. I had no idea what you were doing, but something was pulling me to be part of this project. And every single person, the connection that was made and you know literally around the globe literally around the globe the connection that was made and in their life they had signs that were showing up that were leading them to this project in a different capacity so when you 
<laughs> yeah, so when you talk about the synchronicity, when you talk about the way things are orchestrated, I mean, it is way bigger than us, way higher than us, and just so amazingly beautiful. But here's what happened. I am so overwhelmed by all of this that I go outside and I just look up to the heavens and I just said, I don't know why you chose me. And then I was like, nope, nope, I retract that. I've got this. I'm going to go just all in. I'm going to go. And as I started walking down my road to go see the sunset, my neighbor was putting out his trash and I uh, took a moment to speak with him and we hadn't seen each other for quite some time. But as we were talking, he says, I really feel like right now we're in this place of good versus evil. And I said, I understand what you're saying. It does feel like that because the energies are so heavy around the world, which is why this project is so necessary and so needed right now. But the interesting thing is, is, you know, we were just talking high level and he says to me, he goes, hey, you didn't happen to see that white peace dove that was flying around the neighborhood in February, did you? And I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> and he says, he says, yes, he goes, I saw it. And he said that, the, and I told him, I said, absolutely, I saw it. And he said, well, the interesting thing about it was when I saw it, it had two bald eagles flying with it. And I just started to cry because I was like, the prophecy says the eagle and the condors banding together. And I had the condor experience. He saw the eagles. It was just another confirmation of this higher power at work. And that night when I closed my eyes, I prayerfully just, you know, surrendered to this whole project. And um, what came to me next was I was supposed to ask each one of my guest speakers. I mean, we so often find signs that are presented to us of people or, you know, um, a visit from someone that we knew that has passed on. And that can be in the form of seeing a red cardinal or a bluebird or a butterfly or finding a feather on the ground. And I was told, ask each one of your guest speakers, if I were to find your earth angel feather on the ground, what would your message to the world be? And when I started to share that with all of my speakers, it was astounding, the reaction it was astounding, the messages. And as I've interviewed people for this platform, I cannot even tell you how personally moving it's been for me because I've literally witnessed transformations within individuals where they are channeling information from a higher power. And I'm not even saying that lightly. I mean, it's been the most beautiful thing I think I've ever been part of. But, um, but that is the story of Retreat to Peace. And what a wild ride, an amazing ride. And I still have no idea what's ahead or how it's <laughs> unfolding. Yeah. But I'm, I'm okay. I'm fully surrendered. And it's We have it's some all good ideas, great. though. We have, we have <laughs> some things that we know that we're working on that yes. we'll be sharing. Um, so with all that, which I still like, I'm in awe with that story because it's just, it's so amazing how the stars align literally and how stories are put together and how shifts happen naturally and for a reason. 
And it's a powerful reason that we're helping others and serving others at, at whatever level it may be. We all have our space that we are here to serve and help others. And with all the stuff that you've been going, like, how do you, how do you envision yourself helping your guests, your, your clients, your, your patients, whatever that may be, like, how are you envisioning that to really become retreat to peace? Like, how is that? Like, to me, it's going to be a shift right into it naturally, but like, how do you see that? It is a beautiful, amazing journey, right? So life is a journey. And I think the thing that I recognize more than anything is that people want to resist change. People want to resist the process of changing because they've got so used to conforming to being comfortable that they're afraid to get uncomfortable. And the beautiful part of being uncomfortable is that that's where you're growing, right? So that's something that right now, even though people are looking at this time, like this is a, you know, I've, I've literally heard people say 2020 is a lost year. Like it's just lost. <laughs> and I hear that and I cringe because it's like, wait a second, like this is a beautiful space to cross over into another place in time where you're going to be completely different, right? And for some people, it's just cocooning, right? Like a butterfly, like you're metamorphosing into something even more beautiful. And for those people, it's just going inward and doing this self-work. What COVID-19 has done is it's forced people to go inward and face the stuff that they don't want to face about themselves because everything has been quieted. And the interesting thing about Retreat to Peace is that, no offense to Hollywood, but people are tired of not having a quote-unquote relatable platform and space where other people can really connect. So that's what this space does as well. So as we move, you know, forward, it's this retreat to peace platform is really to embrace the changing part of you. It really is to offer that safe space and provide tools that will live that will allow you to live your authentic life in the best possible way that can be. So for many people, like I said, it is, um, you know, just going inward. But then when you go inward, it's like, what do I do with this discomfort? What do I do with, you know, I'm holding on to stuff that I don't know how to release. I don't know how to forgive. I don't know how to, you know, change something about myself because I'm so uncomfortable. Or maybe I've been manifesting disease in my body because I have been putting impure stuff into myself. Or maybe I have been self-sabotaging my life because of my mindset. Like I'm not, I'm not consciously making myself aware of how I'm self-sabotaging myself, whether, you know, like I said, it's creating the disease because of the foods you're eating, or it's the mindset and how you're going into your walk in your day to day. So this retreat to peace, it is that space that gives you those tools, but the tools are, are graduated in a sense where 
I have written a book that will be released into the world real soon called a centerpiece, meaning center within yourself and having that peaceful state. Um, and this is a book that is a workbook that you specifically are going to create that healing toolbox for yourself. Because the one thing that I know is that my toolbox doesn't work for everybody. Like we all have our own stuff. So we all have our own toolbox. One size does not fit all. And that's the point of this book is that it is not supposed to. It is supposed to be specifically for you. But that's, that's also, I yeah. That's it, I don't want to stop you on that because what we're dealing with right now, just to emphasize on what you just said, because I think it's super important for people to understand that people want 2020 to be done with already. To me, 2020 is the year of lessons. And as you were saying is, I always say life is a school, right? And when you, when you say that, you bring what you just said to a, to a bigger light because the past six months, seven months, we've really had to look at ourselves and understand ourselves better, our families, right? More people than not are outside now walking outside as families. They do their daily family walk. If it wasn't for COVID, that would have never happened. Right? So they're starting to make these healthy shifts in their brain that with the tools that you were just talking about, they can actually start unlocking this higher power that they have with inside themselves. Right? So this book that you're writing, I think is going to be so powerful for people because they need, they need just a little bit of direction. They need a little bit of guidance. Right? And so with this tool and guidance, how can people like with the tools that you're sharing, you're sharing, is there any other ways that people can utilize? So you've also written another book as well. So we should talk about that as well. So you've written a couple <laughs> books. Um, she's being shy here, people. She's, she's <laughs> not to talk about it. So I'm pulling it out of her. Uh, I, I'm very humble. Can you tell? <laughs> we got that, but she has, you have these amazing tools that people need to really experience a better life and a new life. And these tools that you're having and that you're sharing, these are the tools that people need and want that they should have in their house, in every house. So talk a little bit about your more than one book and then how, <laughs> how they can actually get this book because it's going to be so powerful. And then I have, uh, I have another thing that I'm going to trick you on at the end. Oh, so trickster. <laughs> Yeah, so, so a, a couple of things. I think um, what really got me going on, you know, writing my book to begin with was this journey and this journey that I've been on because what was really astounding throughout my life is, you know, my mom locked me in this closet and then it, you know, ensued on this space where it was like a lot of trauma and she was out of my life. And I really didn't have that parental guidance, right? So there was a lot of abandonment and I didn't have this parental guidance. And it was interesting because as a little girl, it was like, I was always on this quest, right? I'm always like little detective looking for the signs, looking for the clues, looking for something that, you know, she existed or was there or something like, where did she go? Like, how did she just disappear? Like all of these things. And Cont consistently throughout my life, people are saying, 
you need to write your story. You need to write your story. And it was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then finally it was like, oh, okay. I, I, you know, the, the calling was so intense and so powerful. It was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I finally did it. Um, I've not fully released all of, you know, all of this quite yet. It's in process because I'm listening to spirit and the higher power and I, you know, I'm going to be releasing them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So there is, there is a, uh, a method to this (laughs) and it's not mine. Like I said, I'm fully surrendered. Um, so yeah, so this, this was part of like, literally when I finished writing that book, um, and it's like over 300 pages and it's filled with a lot of stuff and it's a riveting story. It's a page turner and a lot of questions. And by the time you get to the end, the few people that have read it had just said, Oh my goodness. Like, you know, because they couldn't understand the grace, Mm. the forgiveness the intensity of all of this stuff and how I could, you know, give that to other individuals had, who had done this kind of thing. Um, but what's interesting too, is that not only, you know, did this guardian angel show up for me, but at three years old, and I, and I say this all the time for people that don't believe me, um, I'm sorry if this makes you angry, but it is a fact <laughs> that we are gifted our experiences. We are gifted our experiences because we are supposed to learn from them. So the people that would use, that used to say to me, like, that's horrible that your mother locked you into a closet. I would say, you know what? I can turn that inside out because what I learned it that tender age of three was that that light under the doorway was life sustaining, right? It was the source of life. Like when we come into this world, we go into the light. And when we leave this world, we go into the light. So that alone was just like a huge, huge thing for me throughout my life, because with anything, and I'm going to repeat this with anything that you're going through, your peace is in the light. So the more you operate from that light space, moving into the light with love, with gratitude, with, you know, serenity, with forgiveness. And again, I'll say that again, the more you operate in that light, that's where you're going to find a lot of healing. That's where you're going to find a lot of healing. So, so the, you know, the driving force was really to, wrap my arms around as many people as I could with these books. And then that turned into, okay, let's give them more tools by creating the courses, which coursework is actually um, gonna be available October 1st of 2020. So the coursework, so let's give them the courses that they can actually go and you know do some of this stuff. And the gift of living with my grandparents, that generation, that was a depression era generation and they went through hell. That's a fact. They went through hell. And I remember my grandfather sitting us down at one point and he said, quote unquote, I'll never forget it. He goes, during your lifetime, during your children's lifetime, you're guaranteed to experience something of equivalence to what we went through. And the reason being is because people forget. Mm-hmm. People forget. So true. And I, 
And I was like, oh my goodness. Now I would go say this to people and people would be like, ah, that's not going to happen. Like nothing's going to happen like that. Okay. Let's talk to him now, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk to him now. So, you know, here we are. And I think, I think that too was a, a seed that was planted for me because it made me recognize that I had this unique awareness and a lot of people right now are really struggling with a lot of anxiety because they're so much in the future and the concern around that. And then there's a lot of people that are living in a state of depression because they're living in the past. They're living in that past state that they used to be in with their life. And I was having a conversation over the weekend um, with a friend and I was saying, I think it's so interesting that during the depression, a lot of women did a lot of needlework, a ton of needlework, right? And if you think back, like there were doilies and there were, you know, needle pointed chairs and, you know, pillows and this and that and all of this stuff. But what you don't realize is just that simple act of that needlework was forcing them to be present, mm -hmm. to be in the here and now, and was probably the best gift they could have given themselves in that space in the here and now. So if there's any gift that you can give yourself, like do something that is going to make you feel present and be in the here and now. So there's so much. I mean, we could keep on going for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's, it's important for people to be in the present, as you're saying, but in so many ways is let's put down the electronics. Let's, let's spend time with our loved ones. Let's get outside. And, it, and it's funny, you and I were talking uh, earlier on and it's, it sounds cliche and sounds weird, but hug a tree, right? And it's just funny. It sounds the weirdest thing ever, but you'd be surprised on what happens in a silly moment, in the present moment, and how grounding that is, it's these small little tools that will help us get through what we're going through and help others. We need that ripple effect, right? That's what this whole retreat to peace, it's in a ripple effect of positivity, of love, gratitude, and that is what's gonna get us through this. So you said a little snippet of something that I just wanna bring back to the forefront because it's a big thing that's happening that I think needs to be really, um, Put on the top of the billboard is a lot of the tools that you're working on there's something that you're working on that's coming very soon that people will be able to get these tools and i've heard a little bit from a course that you're working on let's talk about this course yeah yeah so the coursework is going to be a multi-tiered approach where you can go in and you can pick you know what will be in your budget will be in your um I guess heart space as far as what you know talks to you as far as working on yourself and the things that you need to help heal you and those kinds of things. Um, it really does go into this emotional space that you're in. It goes into where are you in your physical space? Where are you as you know a human showing up with your mind, body, soul, right? And looking at the ways that you can use natural tools because you talked about you know this um this ability to hug a tree i 
am such a tree hugger and people know it. <laughs> I'm not afraid to tell you that. It sounds weird and corny and silly, but it's nope. got to be there. Right. Yeah, but the but honestly, like um, the Japanese, they call it forest bathing. It's uh, it's actually called shin shinrin yuku. I probably said that wrong, and I'm really sorry. But really, it is a practice of spending time in forested areas for enhancing health, wellness, and happiness. And it is a quietness that you intentionally go into the forest and you heal. Right. And I was practicing this forest bathing as a small child and had no idea that that's how I was healing my body. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of people, you know, they, they don't have the ability to go into a forest. So like, what do they do? Mm -hmm. And that, that was something, you know, the woman in Ireland that she had talked about, she was just like, you know, I don't have that kind of ability in my space. So in this coursework, there, there are methods and, you know, ways that I teach you that you can go into this space and do this healing work. And part of it is let's just look at a lot of different things. Like earlier I talked about what are you doing with your body? Are you, you know, detoxing your body? Are you exposed to elements around your environment that are creating you to get sick? Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't even understand the impact of what stress does to a body, right? Or how they're manifesting disease within themselves because of their environment or because of toxic, you know, whatever that may be. That word toxic, that could be your relationships, that could be what you're putting into your body, that could be what you're putting into your brain. That could be so many different things. So, you know, let's look at some of that. Let's look at ways to unwind it. And let's, bigger than that, let's look at the technique of healing and undoing it and fixing it. So this is where we can, we can adjust and shift and make a you know, forward <laughs> That's awesome. movement. Um, yeah, so we're talking about your amazing, amazing course and how people can go through your yeah. course to help them with, obviously, it's emotional, physical, and mental traumas that we deal with in life. So you have a lot of amazing tools that you have to offer and share. So in this course that we're talking about, will they be able to go through this course and really nail down what they're trying to really self-help? Because that's really what it's going to be. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So in this course, they're going to be able to go through a lot of steps that are going to give them the toolbox that they need to navigate life in a very peaceful and tranquil state versus being in a state where maybe they're reliving events that are creating self-sabotage, whether, you know, that, like I said earlier, that's um, introducing toxins that they shouldn't be introducing into their life over and over, creating disease, things like that. Um, and some of that's just mindset. Some of that is just, you know, going through the house, literally, and redesigning your journey so that it is a healthy journey versus unhealthy journey. And a lot of people don't even realize what they're doing because they, they've lost the ability to go inward and within themselves and within their space to recognize that this is how they were programmed. This is what they know. This is what they default to. 
So to open their eyes to something else and then, you know, give them the new lens, kind of like the woman in Ireland, when she had a different lens, it was like that aha moment. Mm -hmm. These are the aha moments. And instead of taking years and years and years to figure it out, I've condensed it into moments, literally. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's bust through this in moments versus, you know, trying to read, you know, redesign the process or what it looks like. Um, and I know for a lot of people, you know, forgiveness work is a big one because they're holding on to that stress. Yeah. So I have a whole exercise that's just specifically around releasing some of that trauma that you may be holding on to and doing that forgiveness work. So that's just one example of many. That, that's amazing. When, the, you know what the magic word is. You know, what's, you know what the, the last question is going to be is when do you think it's going to be available? When do you think your books are going to be out? When do you think your course is becoming? You don't need to say an exact date. When do you think it's going to be available for people to utilize these tools? Because we need them now more than ever. Like, Absolutely. In the world, like, we need our hands on great, efficient, effective tools that have been proven to work. Like, when are they going to be real? When, when are they yeah. ready? Yeah, so October's the big, the big go. Um, the beginning of October, the coursework is going to be live. It's already being built as we speak. And October, the first week of October, that's when that's all going to be live. And the book is in process to be published. So October, both are going to be open and available to all audiences around the world. And you can access them through the Retreat to Peace, um, through Dream Vision you know, Radio, or Dream Vision 7 Radio, rather, or you can even go to the website for Retreat to Peace um, Facebook page. It'll be all accessible through those links. And you, like I said, you can design what it is that you want to create for your life as far as this coursework, as far as doing that self-work. Um, nobody can do this for you. That is the biggest, biggest thing. How many times do you hear you know, somebody frustrated with someone else because they're not doing their work or participating mm -hmm. in their journey to do the work. And I just love this analogy where it's a little bit of a story, but um, you have a, a miner who's in a mining field and, you know, they are mining for gold and they keep, you know, digging this tunnel, digging this tunnel, digging this tunnel, and they get to a place where they're like, they just give up. They just give up. They, they take all the tools, they give it, you know, basically sell it at a pawn shop back in the day, <laughs> whatever that was. And, you know, literally the, the person they sold all their tools to that they spent a lot of money, literally like their life savings to get these tools. The person they sold the tools to takes the tools and goes back into that hole, back into that tunnel and starts mining and those people that sold their tools were literally three feet from hitting gold, right? So your journey is always changing. Your journey is always going to change until the day you die. But are you going to continue to grow through your journey is the question. So you can choose to use the tools to get to the gold and continue to have the gold and reap the benefits of the gold, or you can choose to just not do the work and give up. And then you'll also deal with those consequences. And this is where like the, the coursework is so, so impactful because literally, you know, you don't have to live in this state of pain. You don't have to live in this state of discomfort. 
and feeling the way that you're feeling when you have tools that you can use to just course correct and be in that state of abundance and peace and really live in your best life. That's amazing. I am so excited to get my hands on this course. I yeah. cannot wait <laughs> to share it. Um, so just, just, to, just to round it up, how can people find you? Um, where's the best place to get a hold of you? Um, how do you want people to get a hold of you? Because I'm sure you have a very large lineup of people to get a hold of. <laughs> so how, how do they reach out to you? Yeah, so for anyone who is interested in reaching out, you know, please feel free to utilize the website. If you're interested in being on the show, again, utilize the website. Um, there'll be a continuum as far as the connection with Dream Vision 7 Radio and the website, also Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, they're on all platforms. So just, you know, reach out to all of that and the coursework will be available as well. Awesome. Amazing. Well, thanks for, this is fun. We had a good little reverse roles here. That was kind of fun. It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So, That's so much inspiring. fun. So inspiring. So amazing. You can help so many millions of people. I can't wait. And um, thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on your show to host you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Scott, it has been so much fun to have you interview me. And I, I, you know, there's a lot of people you could do this with, but like you being in Canada, me being in the United States, and we have a special connection anyway, because um, Scott and I have talked numerous times and it's just, you know, a, a natural kind of groove. So it's, it's been a joy. It's been a blast. And I'm just very excited to get this out, you know, to everyone. And I just thank you so much, my friend. But uh, yeah, and do you have a question for me? Should you ask me the question I always ask everybody? <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the, I had it, what was the question again? If I were to pick up your earth angel feather oh, off yes, the yes. ground. Yeah. But we know that already, <laughs> we know that. Cause we just told, we just heard your entire story with everything. <laughs> we know that answer. Well, you know, honestly, honestly, in a nutshell, if I had to answer my own question, my answer would really be just be light, L-I-G-H-T, be light, because when you're light, you're living in love, you're living in forgiveness and generosity, and you're just in a very peaceful place, and there's so much gratitude, so just, just radiate that light and be light. That is beautiful to end it. I love it. <laughs> so thank you so much though for doing this with me it's uh it's been so much fun and um of course you know this has been a unique uh episode that we put together today for the audience and i hope you had as much fun with it as we did putting it together for you and i'm sure in the future we'll be doing some more of something like this as we you know go through the months but um but also you know as always look for Retreat to Peace on the website, look Facebook page, go to the radio station, um, the coursework, the book coming out, everything will be available there. And that's all we have time for today. I'd love to do this longer, but that's all we've got for today. <laughs> so this is Catherine Daniels and Scott Manduck, and we're happy to have you as part of this uh, journey with Retreat to Peace today. So as always, live your life with abundance and peace and Retreat to Peace. See you next time. Thank you. Bye.